I'm Richard Randall. Welcome to The Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker, the owner of Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty. This is the weekly radio show that informs and educates you on how to buy or to sell real estate with Colorado Springs Real Estate Authority. That's Barb Schlinker. Barb is a retired Navy veteran. She's an author. She is a pilot. She enjoys all that Colorado Springs has to offer with her amazing team. Barb, always great to see you. And we're going to be talking about uh, Your Home Sold Guaranteed Realty and, and a, a lot more, about, especially about why hedging an offer in a bidding war is a bad idea. Let's get started with that. Okay. Well, what I mean by that, I'm sure people are going, what are you talking about? So um, uh, homes under $400,000 in this market right now, we cannot keep up with the inventory month by month. Most of them are selling with bidding wars if they're priced right and in good condition. So how do you compete if you're a buyer against other buyers? So what a lot of the agents are doing right now is what we call an escalation clause. So what that means is, hey, my buyer's willing to pay a thousand over the highest offer up to X, whatever their top number is. Okay. But that wasn't really, it's in the offer as an additional note, but it's not really the offer amount. So what happens if you get two people doing escalation clauses, which happens all the time. Or even more. You have oh, bidding yeah. wars all the time all with the three, time. four, five, Just had ten one people. last weekend. Yeah. yeah. So um, it's, it gets very confusing for the sellers. Well, they're willing to pay X and these people are willing to pay X. And it gets, it, it, it just gets, it makes the whole thing very confusing. And um, so to me, the idea for the agents to do this is, hey, I'll save you money because you'll only have to pay a thousand over whoever the highest offer is, not the max you're actually willing to pay. Right. And so the problem with that is that it, it could mean you don't get the house. Yes. Because to a seller, it's like, if you're willing to pay that much, why didn't you just make that offer? Yeah. Right? Just just hit me with your best shot. And, and that's what I like about you is you are pragmatic about this. And there are so many things that in the old days, I, I used to think that it was just intuitive that you would start at the highest offer and then just, I mean, the highest price and then just keep working down until you got the price you wanted. But there are so many things that are just not really counterintuitive. But the main goal is you're a matchmaker. You, yeah. you want people to get the homes that they want. Absolutely. I mean, we'd love for the buyers to get the home, but you know, if the seller has five offers on the table, which happens quite a bit, they're going to pick the best offer. And it's not always the highest offer. Right. Because one of the problems we're running into now is these buyers are bidding up prices that are higher than what the market can bear, can bear, which means, you know, an appraisal may come along if they're getting a loan and say, oh, it's not worth that much and roll the price back down. Right. So it's kind of a double-edged sword. And it's just something that it creates confusion and doubt in the seller's mind. Well, and, and you've talked about it before, but there are times, Barb, where even the the seller decides that they're not going to go with whatever reason with the highest offer. It may be right. that it's simpler to do a, a VHA loan, or maybe they want to sell it to this couple because they're going to, as you said one time, keep the garden that they, was important right. to them. Yeah, you never know. Um, so I think what, what, and my experience has been that, that, you know, the, the buyer that gets the house is the one that's most prepared financially and, you know, is, is serious and willing to make a really good offer to get the house. And there's, there's ways you can do that without putting in these, it's like hedging a bet. 
hey, I'll pay a thousand over whatever those guys pay, but you have to give me a copy of their offer. Well, and, and that's so, private information. Sellers don't want to do that. It is, and it sounds. On the one hand, it sounds so simple. I'll just pay you a thousand dollars, whatever, more than this person. But when you've got five or six different people, and the offers are coming back, and that is why, again and again, I recommend, and the only person I recommend, whether you're buying or you're selling, is Barb Schlinker, your home sold guaranteed realty. And the and the way to get in touch with her: seven one nine three zero one thirty nine hundred. I'll give you that number several times. Times, but it's 719-301-3900 or Barb has the buyers.com or Barb has the homes.com. Why, again, Barb, are, are these hedge offers or escalation clauses as you talk about them a, a bad idea? There are really several reasons. Um, the Probably the main one really is that it, it, it puts the doubt in the seller's mind of, okay, so your offer said, just to pick an example, 300 but you're willing to pay a thousand over the highest offer up to three fifteen. Why didn't you just make that offer? And if I counter you, if I call your bluff and say, "All right, three fifteen is what I want," um, they may say no, and then we have to do this round again. And sometimes we drop buyers when we have to go back for a second round. I was going to say, or there may be somebody else out there who says three fifteen. I'll go with that. Yeah. And and then you know ultimately you end up losing the home that you wanted. Uh, I, I know that you've handled the sale of many homes that have foreclosed. Uh, what do they do in, in a situation like this? Well, they don't mess around. They will not accept. That. So companies like, um, you know, the big the banks that take a home back in foreclosure, you know, typically they price their homes realistically, not optimistically. And almost always they get a bidding more on their homes. So um, if, if it happens that they see that there's multiple offers, most of the time they'll go back to all the buyers and say, all right, we have multiple offers. Hit me with your highest and best offer by this date. And then they make a decision. They don't want to mess around. They just, let's get right to, cut to the chase, right. get down to it. Right. And they will not accept an offer that's contingent on somebody else's offer. They'll just tell them, no, you're rejected. Go away. Wow. And, and again, that's why I think the experience that you've got. What are uh, some uh, offer clauses that win bidding wars? Well, I would just start with a buyer making their best offer, right? If, if some buyers do something that's called an appraisal guarantee clause, that sounds like inside baseball, but basically an appraisal is when they're getting, when they're not paying cash for a home, their lender has an outside party come and establish what the appraiser thinks the market value is of the home. Right. And so that has to match with recent sales in the neighborhood. So what's happening right now is a lot of these offers are going way above the, we can't substantiate those prices. So we know that the appraisal may come back lower than the agreed upon sales price. And then the seller has to make a decision. We, they either have to reduce the price they have to reach an agreement between them and the buyer to come up with the difference in cash or the deal falls apart. So um, so that's not a good situation for the seller because once you have a contract, you're working towards getting a closing, not, not towards some deal falling apart. So you don't want to set yourself up for failure. And I just had this happen. just closed one on Friday. Tell us about it. Where um, we were priced at 305. It wasn't a big home, but it was in good condition, nice neighborhood. We got, I think, four offers. Two of the offers offered to escalate a thousand over the highest offer, both of them identical, both getting a VA loan, both up to three fifteen. 
Right. Well, it, because now it, it feels like, you know, we've got a, a, a ping pong ball or a pinball machine going back and forth. Yeah. But when they're both exactly the same, who ends up winning when they're both saying we, they go $1,000? It's a seller's choice. Yeah. So we countered at one of them. We just picked one. He picked one. And the price, the sales price was three fifteen. Well, guess what the appraiser said? Yeah, I guess it's it wasn't three fifteen. Yes, okay. Actually, he came back. I I was so sure we could substantiate three hundred eight, three ten. Right. And he even used those comps. His numbers indicated those two numbers. But then he threw in a much lower one and rolled the the appraised price back to three hundred three. Wow. Which meant that, and I I prepared the seller for this. That's yeah. the key. Is I, I said, look, we're we're going to have a problem getting approval for this home to be at this value because VA requires that you have to have a similar sized, you know, apples to apples sale within the neighborhood. Right. And if they can't justify it, they may roll back the price. And that's exactly what happened. But I went back to the negotiating table with the buyer and said, okay, well, that's lower than I thought. How much are you going to come up with to get this house? Oh, <laughs> and nice. they did. They came up. <laughs> So. And again, this is why I say decades of experience, and it makes the difference. And this is who you want representing you, whether you're a buyer or a seller, but you want somebody who has been through this. This isn't the first time they've dealt with something like this, and they've only done a couple of home sales, and they're calling friends of them and saying, have you ever had a situation like this? Yeah. You've, you and your team have been through this a lot. Most how, of them. how do people get in touch with you if they want to? Um, they can give us a call at our office at 719-301-3900, or you can go visit uh, our websites. We have two websites, barbhasthebuyers.com if you're a seller, and if you're a buyer, you can go to barbhasthehomes.com. And one thing we just stood up today is a new private Facebook page because our association of realtors says we can't pre-market homes. Right. So it has to be private uh, approval to get in only. So our Facebook page is named coming soon, Colorado Springs, to get insider access to all the homes that are not on other places online. Well, and tell us about that, because that has been so important to you in the past in terms of, uh, and they don't teach you this when people go to real estate school, they don't teach you about marketing. And yet marketing right. is one of the key ingredients that you have. And if people don't think that that's important, it is that marketing that gets you on the one hand, if Barbara rep represents you, the highest value that you can for the home, or if she's representing you as a buyer, gets you the best bargain as a as a home. They don't teach marketing in real estate school. No, not at all. They don't teach marketing, negotiating, or sales. <laughs> Just how to stay out of trouble. Yeah. So I had to go get my training on my own by going to conferences and learning this. But um, the National Association just recently passed a rule that said we're not allowed to advertise an address anywhere online publicly unless it's active in the MLS. And the problem with that is most of the sellers are not ready the day I take the listing. They've got to get ready. They want to sell at a later date, whatever it is. They're rehabbing the house, decluttering. So if I put that house on the market the day, the day after I take the listing, it could be a month before we go on the market. And what happens is the buyers assume, oh, it's been on the market for a month. What's wrong with it? What's wrong with it? Exactly. So it really, it hurt us. I don't know why they came up with that rule. I think they thought maybe agents were being greedy and trying to keep all the commission and all the houses to themselves. That's not what we do. But um, we, we're not, what we try to do is get the most amount of buyers in the home at one time and get, collect all the offers and give the buyers time to go see the home. Most agents will put a house on the market uh, on Monday, goes under contract. 
Tuesday and the buyer's complaining, wait, wait, by the time I found out about it, it's already gone. Exactly. So we do something different. Our marketing is designed so that everybody has a chance to get in and throw their hat in the ring. Well, and because the problem is if they, if it's already gone by the time they find out about it, we will never know, or, or in that case, the, the seller would never know, nor would the buyer, what might have been in terms of the negotiation, the exactly. price, and whether they would have gotten the home at, yeah. at, a, at a better price. Yeah. We're going to take a short break. Uh, each week, the Real Estate Voice with Barb Schlinker informs and educates anyone who is in the market to buy or to sell real estate. The phone number for Barb Schlinker, 719-301-3900. Again, that's 719-301-3900. Short intermission, like I said, when we come back, we're going to talk about how to be 100% prepared to buy a home financially. Stay tuned. That's right ahead. 